You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Says we're going to talk about heartstrings today. Because I think there's a few things that can really pull on our heartstrings, but there's also things that can shut our hearts down where we've lost our ability to be pulled. So can we talk about heartstrings this morning? Can I be honest? I don't come necessarily having solved the heartstring puzzle. I'm right here, like processing myself, issues in my own heart, cold things, um, bothered things, bitter things, shut down thing. But my heart, you know, your heart has such capacity. It has the capacity to be big and bold and brave and, and loving and potent and creative, but it also has the, the power to be closed and cold. And, do you know what I mean? And, and, and I want you to know I don't come here with just this exploding heart right now. I come here personally doing work on my own heart. I'm with you. This message has been, is, 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 was powerful for me, but it was more of an uncovering message than just a transforming message for me because I'm in the process of transformation. So I want you to know your heart is so potent and so important that um, it might, I believe he's going to do some powerful things this morning in all of us, but he's going to start the process of revitalizing our heart again. Anybody with me? Anybody, anybody benefit from that? Okay. Yes. And we will have some fun. And he did let me keep the acronym flow for the message. So just know, like, it, it's like he took it all away from me to deal with me and then gave it back what I wanted to preach because it's good. You know what I mean? It's like, he's a good God. Yeah, he wants your attention. Yeah, he wants your heart. Yeah, he wants to go deeper. But he also just wants you to have fun. I mean, he's not like just the miserable God who's only ever want to do hard, hard work on you. God, he's like fun too. Okay, let's do this. Did I mention how much I love Vincent Becca already? Stand up, you guys. Come on, give him a hand. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. We just love you. Love you. Love you. All right, you guys are good. But I think sometimes we think the people that preach and teach, we get like a pass on life. We don't have to go through anything. You know, we, we, everything's just easy for the pre. No, no, listen, man, it's not that gay. I think sometimes we got to go through more stuff. We got to be more processed. Um, okay, but I want to talk a little bit about heartstrings. First of all, heartstrings are your deepest emotions and affections. Your deepest emotions and affections. And I want you to think about a couple things that pull your heartstrings. First of all, without a doubt, the end of Toy Story 3. <laughs> where Andy is passing off his toys to Bonnie. If you can watch that without tearing up, this altar is for you. This message is for you. I was chatting with my, uh, you know, Vince beforehand. I was like, what's your movie that touches you? And he's like, The Notebook. I'm like, Vince. <laughs> I didn't realize that. 
And I went to Becca, she says, gladiator. I'm like. <laughs> Couple other things, like, here's what's, here's what's cool about, about God is he's so after your heart, but he's so created your heart to experience life. Remember, with God, life is abundant and abounding. That means your heart's alive. I want you to know everything, everything hinges on your heart. The doors of massive opportunities, everything swings on yours and my heart. And when our heart's working, oh my gosh, the possibilities are endless. But when our heart is shut down, oh my gosh, the potential for living is kind of shut down as well. Fact, as your heart goes, so goes your life. So we were looking at, uh, I was asking my family, and Josiah had a really dear friend um, move to Australia um, during COVID. They were here on a green card, and they had to go back home, and they haven't been able to come back, and they were best friends. So you know how it is when you have a best friend, and they have to move away. And, and uh, he was talking to Caleb, and Caleb told him that, no one in Australia has been able to replace his friendship. And that, that's heartstrings, you know, heartstrings. Um, Melissa, I was thinking when I asked her, she was going to say something about being married to me or something, you know. She said, having my four kids, you know, you just, mothers, come on, no one has a heart like a mom for their children, you know what I mean? And, and then uh, I was thinking about, I'm a, I love sports, but big time. And anybody see The Last Dance with Michael Jordan? And, there's just, I mean, the whole thing's full of heartstrings, you know what I mean? But the time when he lost his father, and then he won the title for the first time with his dad not being at a game, and, and he's just holding the trophy and just crying on the floor, and just the depth, you know what I mean? And so here's what I love about God is not all of your heartstream moments need to be spent on a Sunday in church, okay? Now, I hope and believe that your Sundays in church touch your heart, and your heart is not shut down on a Sunday and, and disconnected from God and not realizing that church was made for you so that you can encounter the living God who no one can open your heart like him. No one can touch your heart like him. However, he's very comfortable with you having a heart for other things. Listen, God's not gonna take everything you love. He's not like a weirdo, obsessive father. The moment he sees you like loving something, he's like, I'm picking that from them. They should only love me. No, he's so big and extraordinary and realize if you really get to know him, you'll be able to love a lot of things. It's just hard to love anything more than him. Once you get a glimpse of how good he is, how faithful he is, how intimate he is, how powerful he is, how much he deeply, deeply cares for us, it, it's okay to love other things. It's just easy to love him more. If you don't love him more, that's fine. You just haven't had a heart connection with him yet. That's what we're gonna talk about. And even if you had one in your past, you can, like me, start to get crowded out by life. Even good things. It's not always, in fact, often, it's not even bad things that pull you from God. Oftentimes, it's good things. Yeah, the enemy of great is always good. The enemy of great is not the devil. The enemy of great is little things sucking your time and attention and focus. Yeah, so what God wants to do is bring us back to him being the best thing. And you know what I've discovered when he's the best thing? 
He makes everything better. Heartstrings. Heartstrings. Everything flows out of the heart. The, the heart is the door that life hinges on. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what I've discovered is this heart here is so important for us to have a healthy, healthy lie. A couple other things. Um, I believe that we're in a season that God wants to work on our hearts. Okay? And you, you can have a heart that's functioning really well. God still wants to work on it. Because God's not limited. He always, in fact, if your life's really humming right now, God wants more. Because he's, him who's faithful, God will give more to. Okay? So if your life's humming, God actually wants to increase its capacity. So no matter where you are on the spectrum of your heart, God wants it and wants to work on it. No matter how good things are right now, they can be better. And here's the definition of prosperity, that your life grows to a level that you can impact more people. Fact, so if your life's going good and you're happy and everything's golden right now, maybe God wants your heart so he can enlarge your capacity to impact others. Maybe it's not just about you or me. Maybe actually you and I are the ones that have the capacity to enlarge the world to impact others. See, see, church is not for just for the broke down. If you're broke down, church is for you. We started broke down. We started broke down, broke up, broken, everything that had broken it, that was us. But church didn't become irrelevant the, more, the moment we got repaired. Church became more important the moment we got a realization of our purpose a realization of our destiny, the realization of our calling, the realization that God didn't create us just, just to forgive us. He created us to utilize us. These altars for me, when I first became a Christian, they were a place of, of just coming forward with mistakes and failures and brokenness. That's not where they are anymore. Now I still make mistakes, still have failures, still have issues, and I still come to the altar for those. But nowadays, eight out of 10 times, I'm at the altar for strength, for power, for enlarged capacity. I feel the call of God on my life and I need power to get it done. Yeah, just because God called you and he's blessed you, it doesn't mean in and of yourself you have the ability to do what he's told you to do. What it means is he's called you to do something you could never do on your own and he wants to put power in you to get it done. So never, never, hey, I haven't ever met an altar call that I didn't love because I love him who puts power in me and puts power in you. We're gonna have our... Uh, Ministry team at the end of this service, praying with power, praying and believing to do things in your heart. So don't, don't ever look at this as a place of weakness. This is a place of strength. This is a place of encountering the power and the fuel you need to get the job done. I don't want to have a job to do on the planet that I don't get done. Okay, let's get back to this. <laughs> your heart has extraordinary potential and the condition of your heart today is not final. 
okay? There's no limit to how much your heart can accomplish. Now, I'm going to just talk about a couple things. Um, I want you to look right now through the lens of this over here is like a negative 10. This is kind of how it works kind of in life is your heart can be deceived, can be broken, can be damaged, can be in various places, but you can work your way back to middle ground where your heart is no longer necessarily being deceived and work your way up to this side of the altar. It doesn't mean if you come forward that if you go on that side, that <laughs> just, just trying to just use an analogy here. Just for you. This side would represent like say a plus 10, like, like you're, you're really pressing in to next leveling your heart and what can really happen with a healthy, thriving heart, okay? And it's not like it's only negative 10. It's really, there's no limit in God to how, but look, I'm just trying to help us see and teach a little bit, okay? And I'm gonna just share a few things around the difference between this side and that side. And you can locate yourself somewhere, okay? The best thing about locating yourself is just be honest. This isn't like a pass or fail test. This is like, just turn on your your navigation or, you know, turn on your, your locator on your GPS, on your phone. The best thing that you can ever discover is where you are now. You can never get to where you're called to go if you don't know where you are now, okay? Okay, so a healthy heart or a sick heart, a happy heart or a sad heart, a full heart, an empty heart, a humble heart, a proud heart, a big heart, a small heart, courageous heart, a fearful heart, a soft heart, a hard heart, a pure heart, a perverse heart, a still heart at peace, or a crowded heart. can feel God in here. He's the heart master, just want you to know. Of all the things that God wants in the world, he wants your heart. I'm just telling you right now, of everything, he wants you. And I feel him here. And I'm gonna tell you, I feel that there, there is nothing that can disqualify you from God wanting your heart. No decision you've made, no decisions you've made will ever disqualify you from being wanted by God. He's relentless. He's relentless. We might not get to flow because I feel a flow. It's the love of God. An open heart or a closed heart an appreciating heart or a critical heart, an engaged heart or a distracted heart, a believing heart or a doubting heart, a forgiving heart or a bitter heart. I want you to know uh, two nights ago wasn't the first time that God started poking at my heart and telling me that I had allowed 
some disappointments, some, to be quite honest, idiot people. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I can, I can just get irritated with people sometimes and, and, uh, and just, you know, just the way things are, I think, in the world we live in. Our heart is constantly at, at war. And so I'm going to share one scripture, and we're just going to minister to the heart today. Sound good? Okay. We're going to share a scripture out of uh, Proverbs 4, 18 through 27. What I love about this, what I love about this scripture, is it's the location of two types of people. And then you're going to find in the middle of the scripture the secret to which one we get to be, okay? There's always a distinction, and, and what I don't want you to find is that there's a distinction between, between just people that are good and people that are evil. No, no, no. Every single one of us has the power and the ability to be good or evil. And, and so when you read this, I want you to find yourself in it being on this side, the, the righteous, or whatever side that was, the broken, and this side being the, the righteous. Okay, I want you to find yourself and process your own life through, through this scripture. Listen, the path of the righteous is like the morning sun shining ever brighter till the full light of the day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. Listen, I've been both. I've been both sides of that scripture. I've, I've not known what I'm tripping over. I've not known what's frustrating me. I've not known what's pulling me down. I've been on that side, but I've also been on the side where I'm, where I'm rising and I feel the grace of God and the power of God. And, and I just want you to know, it's not like you're either wicked or, no, 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 you're, you're both, but you and I have the, the, the ability and the responsibility to push in to be in the righteous, okay? The path of the righteous like the morning sun shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. But my son, pay attention to what I'm about to say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. So, so listen, he's saying you can go either direction. You're capable of both good and evil. Here's the secret to staying on the path of righteousness. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. I was... Uh, I went in for a checkup. I don't know if you do this, but I do this usually every year. Not, not like a physical checkup, but like a heart checkup. And one of our great pastors at our church is a guy named Tom Foster. And, uh, and I've always been high accountability guy. I feel like I'm not just accountability to not do stupid things, but I'm also accountability to like, accountable to do good things. You know what I mean? got targets you want to hit, goals you set, and if you're not accountable to them, you probably won't hit them, you know what I mean? Um, 
And so I was, you know, pretty excited because it's been a year where there's been a lot of progress, if I could be honest. Our company's been growing. Um, our ministry, Pathfinder's been blowing up. I mean, it, there's so many good things. And, and I, was, I was in there talking with him and you know what a good coach will do? They'll celebrate your wins. They'll call you on your blind spots. And Tom said to me, he's like, can I, can I be honest with you? feel like something's wrong with your heart. I feel like you've lost some of your motive. I feel like you used to be somebody who only cared about what God saw, but now that seems to have been replaced by hitting targets and hitting numbers. And, and your accountability is more to do with how people, your accountability partners, you're more, more, you're more interested in how they perceive your performance then like Joseph, remember Joseph, who's like, uh, listen, God sees me. I don't care if nobody sees me. God sees me, and I live before him. And, and, and listen, he wasn't saying, you freaking schmuck, you're, you're a sinner. He, he wasn't like coming after me like that. He's a coach, though. He's a coach is after optimum performance. And as a coach, he said, Colin, I think your heart has somehow lost its love for God. Anybody ever been there? And I, I just feel this morning like more than preaching, and I, I like to preach. I like my four acronym points. I do. I feel, I feel better when I get, but, but I think there's just a time where we move away from regimented like systematic, even good systems. And I like systems. I like systems and structures. Hard to scale things without them. But there's just times where, can we just be real? <laughs> can we just kind of really talk about it? Can I share another thing that was kind of embarrassing for me as I've been doing a little heart work? God showed me four people that I needed to forgive. And a lot of it had to do with this last election. I don't know where you are with it, but it was pretty heated at times. It was, it was intense. And a lot of us were all in, and, and there was people that were all in too, but they just weren't all in on our side. And it, we're a normal election cycle, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of friction. This one was very polarizing. And sometimes it's polarizing with people that you actually really love. <laughs> one of them was my dad and, and my dad's amazing he's he's an un he's the most extraordinary dad on the planet but we were on different sides and what I realized two nights ago when I was up not able to sleep is the guy was showing me you've allowed bitterness towards your father in because you guys disagree on something I had to deal with that and then I had a little niece that had ripped me on Facebook about what I believe and just went off on me and I handled it well, handled it well, but what I realized is in my heart I didn't handle it well. Now, you can say all the right things, but I had allowed some stuff in my heart where all of a sudden I was twisted inside. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and he was just dealing with me um, and then I had two guys that I work with that we just, you know, and he, he just revealed to me, Colin, um, in this last season, I just want you to know it's very easy for your heart to be injured, to be
be disappointed, to be damaged, to be bitter. In fact, if you didn't deal with offense in this last season, I'm wondering what, how did you get, how did you get through? Like, how did you get through this last season without being offended? Because if you did, I'm concerned. Because Jesus said in this world, offenses will come. And so, and, and in fact, what we're promising in this Christian life, especially the awakened Christian life, is not a tiptoe life where everything is safe and easy and comfortable and, and nobody's gonna hurt you. No, you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna fall down. You're gonna struggle. You're gonna skin your knee, but you're gonna get up and you're gonna keep climbing and keep rising. This, the Christian life is an upward call where you're gonna be challenged and misunderstood, but you're just gonna be the bigger person. The problem was I wasn't being the bigger person. I was beginning to shut people. Now listen, there are some people you need to shut out of your life, I'm just telling you, but not your dad. Not your 20 year old niece. God says, you need to be bigger, forgive them. Yeah, you may not need to go there in that topic next time. Be a little more careful when you bring that up. But, but you can't hold a grudge in your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the springs of life. Bitterness is like you drinking poison, expecting somebody else to die. word, huh? <laughs> um, I'll give you the flow just because, you know, but uh, I'm not going to really preach on it. The F that gets your heart flow, remember, out of it flows the stream of life, is a faithful heart. Faithful heart means that everything that is given to your heart, you give it back to them better, you know? Josiah was starting to get interested in girls and more so girls were getting interested in him. He asked though, uh, there was one girl in particular, what, I wanna do this right. And I said, well, number one, it's normal you feel this way. Number two, um, leave every relationship better than you found it. That's faithful. And that could be a job too. You, you could be trusted with anything but the definition of faithful is you gave it back better than you found it. So we need a faithful heart. The L is love. I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart. <laughs> but then love your neighbor as yourself, right? So that means there's three things right there. Love God, learn to love the people around you, even those that disagree with you. That's really what I feel like he was talking to. It's easy to love everybody that's on your side that thinks exactly like you. The problem is I was withholding love from somebody who disagreed with me. I had to make an inventory that that's not Christian. Only loving the people that agree with you is not Christian. Learning to love the people that don't agree with you is Christianity, okay? 
And it's not external, it's internal, it's in your heart. You can't fake it. And God doesn't want you to fake it. The Christian life is not faking it. It's being transformed from the inside out. I just want you to know sometimes it's tricky when it's the issues of the heart, when it's your heartstrings that are getting pulled. It's trickier. But I also need to learn to love myself. But you know, there's another thing. I'm in business. There's something I can't love. You know what that is? Money. If I have a faithful heart, I gotta love God, love people, love myself, and I can't love money. Loving money is the root of all evil. But wait a minute, I'm a business guy. I'm supposed to go pursue money, right? Yeah, but I just need to have a love that drives my pursuit of money. A love for God, a love for people, so that money becomes a tool that serves my love. Tracking? If my love's big and my heart's big, there's no amount of money that's too much because it will serve the bigness of my heart. Oh, that's good right there. That's good. I'm, I'm glad we preached a little bit. Glad we preached a little bit. The O is an overcoming heart. An overcoming heart. I already shared it. In this world, you're going to have trouble. But take heart. Take what? Heart. I have overcome the world. Come on, put your hand up when trouble comes, man. We're not trying to get out of trouble. Listen, at Awaken, we get into trouble, to be honest. We're gonna push you into stuff, disrupt things. This ain't a tame, limited life. But you gotta have an overcoming heart. It's funny, read Revelation and discover who all the promises are for. For him who overcomes. He will eat from the tree of life to him who overcomes. Listen, an overcoming heart is the definition of Christianity. And then W, any guesses? A worshiping heart. What a perfect closing. Coming into closing down and a heart of worship, a heart of surrender. Worship is not singing. Worship is offering yourself to him, offering your business, offering your, your, your sports, offering everything that's valuable to your heart, everything that pulls on your heartstrings. Worship is offering all of that to him. He'll never take it from you. He'll only give it back purer, give it back better. If he ever takes it, it's only because it's dangerous to your heart. And he'll always replace anything he takes with something so much better for you. Come on. All right. Um, one of the things that we do in this culture is um, first of all, we're very transparent at Awaken. We don't try to play games like we got it all together. Everybody who comes through here is going through something, just like we're all the same. But we always give an opportunity for people to respond to God. Don't, don't hear a message about your heart and not respond. So the beginning 
the first part of this, when I was 23 years old, I was living in Hawaii my senior year of college. I didn't know Jesus at all. I'd never, I'd never become a Christian and, and I had an encounter with the love of God and it forever changed my heart. I, let me say this, I didn't have an encounter with religion. I didn't, I didn't have an encounter with a church building or even a church service. I had an encounter with a God who created me and loved me and paid a great price for me and wanted my heart. He didn't talk about any of my behavior. I want you to know that. Because he, he wasn't concerned about my behavior. Because listen, when you, when you give God your heart, your behavior changes from the inside out. There's a difference between doing things that you know you should do, but you don't really want to do versus doing things because you want to do them. And when God gives you a new heart, all your motives change. When I was 23 years old, all my motives changed. If you're here, you can close your eyes real quick. You know, you're gonna know who you are. If you're here in Salt Lake City, Sunday morning, and you need just a fresh encounter with the love of God. And I wanna start with someone who hasn't had an encounter with God's love yet. You may know him, but you don't know him as somebody who's in love with you, who's crazy about you, who's over the moon concerning you. If that's you and you need an encounter with God and you need God to touch your heart and you want God in your heart, can you just lift your hand? Can you just lift your hand? I see you, young lady, I see you. First time here. Already you can sense the presence of God. I can see you back there. I think there's a few more of us just for the first time need a real touch of God, okay? You know you need Jesus, I see you, yeah. Right on, right on. You're not gonna be disappointed. Why don't we all stand? Closing this bad boy down, but not before we pray. I'm gonna ask another question. Does anybody here feel like you need to give God your heart again? Like kind of give it back to him to do some work on it. Is anybody with, like me, that you just need to give your heart kind of back to God and come on. I think that's probably all of us. If, if the person next to you doesn't have their hand up, can you just grab their hand and put it up for them? Because I, you might need, like, like Tom was for me. I didn't have my hand up around my heart, but he's like grabbed my hand and said, I think you need to work on your heart. Listen, God wants to do some good work on your heart. Let's, let's pray with me, okay? Follow me here. Follow God. Thank you that you don't just look on the outside, but you look at my heart. And you see good things about me. You love me crazy about me. You're for me. And you have the power to heal me. I repent. Bitterness. Closing my heart off. I realize I've allowed the conditions of this world 
to creep into my heart. I exchange the condition of my heart for your love, for your presence, for your power, for your transformation. Come and give me a new heart. Rebuild my heart. Revive my heart. Enlarge my heart. I give you the cold places, the places I've closed off, the disappointed places, the broken places. And I allow you to revive, reinvigorate, revitalize my heart again. I put your hand on your heart real quick. Repeat after me. Heart, you will serve God. I declare every part of you that's been settling for less than God's best. You're changing today. Heart, God's coming into you. He's making you bigger, healthier, happier. One last prayer, we close. Repeat after me. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Come into my heart. Come into my mind. And revitalize my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! All right. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.